They they didn't hear what happened before we started. <laughs> but my man's over here was counting down backwards in Spanish. <laughs> and it was hilarious. He got to three and was like, I don't know what two or one is. I remember what one is, but I'm not supposed to say one. So that the recording doesn't pick it up. <laughs> Goodness, that's fantastic. I love it. I love it. That's great. You trailed off though. You 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 got the two and you were like, uh something and you just stopped talking. I believe I said dochos, which I don't believe is a Spanish word. Nope, it is. I don't think it is, but I also don't know Spanish. So a lot of it anyway. So yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Glad we're getting the last out of the way, because this is going to be an interesting <laughs> show, yeah? <laughs> interesting to it might, it might put it simply, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can't. So without uh, further ado, let's uh, start the show. <laughs> gaming podcast we are a part of the joystick entertainment network i'm your host still with the sniffles byron reed and alongside me is my co-host ken russie with the snorts <laughs> snorts and sniffles uh, <laughs> i would call it the sns podcast but that's also not a good thing those two that put together are not good so we're not gonna do that <laughs> yeah we already did that too last episode <laughs> oh okay yeah all right all right can't do a uh, a uh, recurring bit there. <laughs> our whole our whole gimmick is recurring jokes over and over again. <laughs> I thought our whole gimmick but, was yeah. just laughing at ourselves. That's part of it too. Yes. Okay. We, uh, yes, we are the embodiment of like all the gimmicks. <laughs> but this is going to be interesting. Still sniffling, as you can tell. I'm going to try and do it away from the mic, like last week, but no promises. So I apologize in advance. Already okay. on over there, boyo. Sorry, I I was up too late last night. I was up till about one o'clock. Oh no, that's not good. Why? Well, um, because my wife doesn't uh, when she works the night shift, she doesn't get home till about eleven thirty. And we started cooking, and then we decided to play oh, nice. a card game. Um, nice. While we was eating, so it uh, it went on to the wee hours of the morning. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, but sounds like a fun time. I was actually still up playing Overwatch at that point in time. Because I was playing with the new character, Moira. This is a good segue into what we're playing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, Moira dropped yesterday for consoles. And I played a few games with her. She's pretty fun. I do have to do some key changes, though, because when you use her, her orbs, 
She has two different orbs. There's a healing orb and there's a damage dealing orb that balances. Both orb balance is really cool. But anyway, her he her healing orb is in her right hand and her damage orb is in her left hand. However, for some reason, the triggers are inverted. So the healing orb is in the left trigger and the damage orb is in the right trigger. I'm sorry. It's, I'm sorry. That's the other way around. Whatever. It's confusing. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> Gotta keep the funny funny rating going on here. No, but yeah. um, but yeah, it's uh, Jesus, she's fun to play as. Looking forward to experimenting with her more and seeing what sort of play style she has. The mercy change was interesting too, because a bunch of other changes went live as well. It was my first time playing with mercy because we were playing mystery heroes last night, and I got mercy on a life, and I had to rest somebody, and it was slow. Like, her mm -hmm. hand goes down really slowly, and the animation where she brings you back up to life, it's just, oh man, it's it's slow, but it makes a lot of the suicide, the suicide res, mm -hmm. reses that Mercy is used to do before, pretty much obsolete. You have to cover your Mercy now, mm. which, in my opinion, is a good thing, um, but they've made so many changes to Mercy over the course of the game that I don't agree with, that's a whole other discussion that we can get into later on. What have you been playing? Well, I um, I actually finished up uh, Super Mario Odyssey. I am uh, done with the game. There is, in total, um, that you can find... Uh, there's about... It's like 880-something, uh, maybe even 870-something moons. Um, but I ended up with right. about 890. And... Yeah. And, well, they have it also where you can go into one of the clothing stores and you can just buy moons so that you don't even have to find them. Um, but they're about 100 coins per moon. And um, I uh, I guess I, uh, I looked it up online because I got to 890 and I'm like, so I can get to 999 moons. But that's going to cost me 190,000 coins. There's no way I'm getting to 190,000 coins to get <laughs> to 99. Because I don't even know where to start. What's the best place to find coins and get coins? So right. I uh, I looked it up. And I got to say I was super disappointed by what they give you for getting to 999 coins. coins 999 moons. Um, and I was kind of super disappointed for what they gave you for, uh, getting all the stars and all the purple coins in all the worlds. Huh. Um, and what is that? Well. For those that were wondering, I'm going to ask for you. Yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert. If you don't want to know, you might want to skip forward probably two minutes. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> skip forward to nine yeah. minutes and for now. Yeah. Add it, add it later. I'm all talking and then I talk like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no. Uh, when you get all the purple coins and you get all the moons uh, that are available in each level, you unlock a boss battle with Bowser again. But it's the same boss battle that you had before to finish the game. It's just slightly harder. And when I played it, I I had, like, no trouble taking care of him. So it was kind of sad. Um, 
but it is a, a harder boss battle. Um, and when you beat him, all you get is a picture of all the characters from the game saying, thanks for playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I should say they they, they do change the, the balloon color in the Odyssey. It goes from a yellow to a gold, so you get that as well. Um... But yeah, that's that's pretty much all you get for getting all the the moons and all the purple stars, which to me uh, amounts to nothing. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, it'd be um, kind. It'd be kind of cool if you got like some sort of exclusive outfit or something. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. You know, something like that. That would be. That would yeah. signify. Hey. Well, I did everything in the game. Yeah. You know, and, well, see, there is though. Here's this uh, kick in the pants though. There are, um, when you get X amount of moons, and I don't remember, I think it's something like uh, 500 and maybe like 300 moons, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, They actually unlock uh, on the moon, which again, spoiler, because you go to the moon. (laughs) Um, But they unlock uh, the dark side of the moon and then the darker side of the moon. And... uh, with those, with the dark side of the moon, it uh, has it where you uh, fight these mini-bosses again, but of course they're again harder uh, this go-around. And if you beat them, it unlocks these images for hidden moons that are hidden uh, throughout each of the worlds. And so you, huh. they're like these images, and uh, you use the images to go and find the moons in the other worlds. Oh, that's cool. They actually have you take a snapshot. They recommend you take a snapshot so that you can go to the world and, and open up your image uh, finder in the Switch and uh, kind of look at those so that you remember. Um, and then the darker side of the moon is this really long level that you have to complete all in one shot. There's no uh, like midway point or anything. You have to do it all in one shot, um, which that took me probably 200 tries. <laughs> like it was difficult. <laughs> um, and uh, once you get to that, there's like a, a skyscraper that you climb to the top to, and that gives you moons. But when you complete both of those, when you complete the dark side and the darker side, the dark side gives you a king costume so you got like a crown on and a cape and stuff and uh, you look like a medieval king kind of which is funny (laughs) and the darker side you unlock an invisible cap and with the invisible cap it turns you completely invisible so the only thing you see is your shadow (laughs) so trying to run around and do stuff not very easy my friend not easy at all um, but so yeah, it, it adds like an extra challenge, I guess. Yeah, it would be something if you wanted to challenge yourself. It's kind of like the same as playing it blind. Like, you there are people that right. will do that where they close their eyes or they play it without looking. Um, but anyways, back to the uh, disappointment factor, I guess. <laughs> um, those are both available. Um, to you at an earlier stage, and I kind of feel like they could have saved those for much later, like getting all 
the coins and getting all of the stars you could have saved the darker place for that like here's your you've completed all the other challenges here's one final challenge for you to complete yeah you know the and dark they and darker side of the moon or whatever yeah yeah but they didn't do that they um they allowed you to play it at 500 uh, moons if i'm not mistaken so i was kind of uh, disappointed um again by that and then what i looked up what you get for either buying up to 99 moons because you don't even have to find them all you can buy yourself uh up to 99 moons if you have enough coins right uh and what you get is there is a hat that gets placed on Peach's castle that if you go up to the top of her castle, swing your cap at it, and let it spin, it plays the old Mario uh, completed a stage sound. Like the do 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 And fireworks go off. Hey. That's it. So so you just got to 999 moons. That is all you get. That's that, so, that, is kind of, that is disappointing. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest. What I, mean, I wanted... Least, people like that, disappointing. Yeah. Um, what I wanted, though, or what I was kind of hoping for, was that they would allow you to play in the original Super Mario 64, but with the cap. Like, you know essentially open up this whole new game that you could play, but with the new physics yeah. from uh, Super Mario Odyssey. That'd be kind of cool. Now, what if they did something like that as DLC? I, I don't know if they could, but what if? Uh, I don't see why they couldn't. Um, but I don't know. Like, if you're telling me it comes with it, yeah, I'm all for it. You're telling me I got to buy it? I don't know. Because I've already played... I mean, I played Super Mario 64 to death back when it came out, back when we had a 64. And, um, you know, I even uh, bought the Nintendo DS version and played that to death. So, I don't know if I'd want to pay for it <laughs> maybe just because I'm a, a greedy mofo hmm. but um yeah so I I don't know I mean I I guess it would depend on how much and uh how badly I want to uh, play Mario 64 with a cap $10 I might do $10 <laughs> like, right. it would be it would be hard Fair to enough. tell me uh myself no i can't play it for ten dollars yeah that was that was the lowest price one i had for you in mind <laughs> oh I think yeah that was pretty reasonable though but no um on to some other well i guess good news uh i finally got my uh wwe situation taken care of it didn't get fixed oh. But I did uh, end up going through and doing all the things and setting it up again myself. Um, oh. And I finally got to writing again this okay. past week. It was, whatever, when did I post that episode? 
it was Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday, I got to writing again, and then the day after that, I posted my Vengeance pay per view preview. So things are looking things are looking up and going in the right, in the right, right direction with that. So I'm happy about that. Okay. That's good news. Yeah. So let me get this straight. You didn't clothesline a 2K developer? <laughs> no, none of that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I wanted to uh, super kick the uh, support guy, but it's all good. <laughs> you didn't Steve Austin him? Like, <laughs> <laughs> the double deuce. <laughs> They emailed me this morning and they were like, "Hey, uh, you know, we we haven't heard from you in a few days. Uh, we're gonna close the we're gonna close the claim, you know, if everything, if you don't 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 get back to us in a few days or whatever." So mm-hmm. I responded, you know, saying, you know, uh, basically in so many words that I worked it out myself. I hope it doesn't happen again though. And uh, they kind of reiterated the same thing again in another, in another message back to me. So, mm-hmm. like, were you listening? Yeah, but it is what it is. No, I'm they, it doesn't happen again though. I yeah. think they need to pay more attention next time they do DLC. Yep, dealing with those two K guys. I don't remember why I had to before, but um, I never got my issue solved, and they pretty much did the same thing to me. Like, oh hey, uh, you were gonna close your issue. Is it fixed? No, it's not fixed. Well, how can we help? You told me you couldn't help. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But. Yeah, it is what it is, though. But anyway, on to our actual news, seg- news segment of the show. So it has been announced that Marvel Heroes Omega is being shut down. Sad face. So it's been announced by Disney and Gazillion Entertainment that they are parting ways when it comes to licensing and that uh, Marvel Heroes Omega will end the service on the end of the year, which is December 31st, 2017. Uh, In an official statement, uh, Gazillion Entertainment said, We're sad to inform our players and our entire Marvel Heroes family that the Marvel Heroes Omega will be shutting down. The Marvel Hero servers will stay on until December 31st, 2017, and will be removing real money purchases as soon as possible. People will be able to play the game entirely for free once the sunset period commences. We will share the exact date things go completely free as soon as we can. We've had the privilege in entertaining and collaborating with our players for over four years. We're extremely humbled by that privilege and wanted to get this message out. Thank you. Thank you to our players, our tireless employees, and everyone involved with the life of Marvel Heroes, Marvel Heroes 2015, Marvel Heroes 2016, and Marvel Heroes Omega. So anyone that, I guess, still wants to get why the getting is good, you can get this on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One up until the end of the year. But it's kind of sad because as far as I'm aware, there's no reason why... Marvel or Disney has to shut it down, like, unless Disney's putting money into it. Like, I don't see why they would want it shut down. Yeah, and uh, and who knows? They might be gearing up for something else, maybe. But right. still, 
Well, I do. I do remember in the past that they announced it was going to do an MMO, and then that fell through, and then like right off the hills they announced this Marvel Heroes game was coming out, and so it was kind of weird. But I mean, it's just like, what are they harming the brand? Like, is Gazillion messing up the Marvel universe? Yeah, um, yeah, I, I you don't know? know. I've never played it, so I, yeah, I can't comment one way or the other. But like you said, it is still sad to know that it's shutting down for those that would like to play it still, or or are still currently playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I've played it a little bit. It wasn't really my like huge cup of tea, and I didn't like when you started. Like, here's every character that's available, and as soon as you get to the end of that, which is like this huge dumb tutorial it's like and now you got to pick one it's like what (laughs) (laughs) you know and the one you got to pick is this one here it's like reed rogers from the fantastic four but i'm playing as as wolverine here well you can continue to play as him but as soon as you change all right i guess i'll (laughs) stay with him yeah it, it was kind of it was kind of weird and awkward to me to play like it looked okay, but it was just kind of awkward. But I definitely might mm-hmm. uh, pick it up if like everything is available and I can do everything. I might go back and try and quickly beat it before it shuts down. Sounds good to me. Fair enough, my man. <laughs> so, uh, my first piece of news, and we're just gonna briefly touch on this because we have a whole discussion about it later, but. Battlefront 2's microtransactions are have been removed, but they will return later. The progression system is now tied like to a cold. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Dice's Oscar Gabrielson uh, said that we've heard that this is overshadowing an otherwise great game. This was never our intention. Sorry, we didn't get this right. And as I stated before, microtransactions will return once Dice has made changes <laughs> to the game. I have not. I have yet to fire up my Battlefront 2 uh, through EA Access. Mm-hmm. I'm planning to do it at some point. I might do it today, just to you know check out everything and see what it's all about. So I haven't played the game yet, but I've heard enough uproar over the past few weeks about everything. So, you know, while it's good that the that they're making these changes. In my opinion, it shouldn't have been this way from the beginning. So, that's all I'm going to say about it. Okay. Well. <laughs> just because, just just you know, you kind of. I mean, I think it's kind of, um, like, I don't know. I guess I don't want to get too much into it because we're going to talk about it later. But um, yeah. I'm surprised that they removed people being able to purchase like now you're just hurting the people that that don't have the time to play and are willing to pay mm-hmm. so i don't know it's dumb yeah that's <laughs> this is why i prefer star trek yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're wrong but okay <laughs> I am not wrong, sir. <laughs> what the Mike picked it up? Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. 
<laughs> and I will go to red alert to prove it. Oh no, no red alert. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I can uh move back to I guess my second piece of news. And it's more yeah. bad news for Marvel video games. And that's no, that Yeah, how's that? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's that uh, Marvel's Deadpool video game is getting delisted again. Well. <laughs> yeah. So, apparently, um, the Deadpool video game was first delisted back on December 31st, 2013. And uh, Activision uh, brought the game back and put it uh, high definition on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and Steam again. Um... And that was uh, two years ago, back in 2015. And now it appears that they are delisting it from the Steam storefront again. And actually, as of uh, recording, it should already be delisted. So, um, yeah, there hasn't been any word if they're going to remove it from the PlayStation Store or the Xbox Store. Um, Right now, it currently is only Steam. And they don't have uh, any word if it's coming back or why it's being delisted in the first place. That is, that is really interesting. This mm-hmm. is the Deadpool game that came out a few years ago, right? Yep. It, the most recent one? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, it, it came out uh, quite some time ago. But then they uh, remastered it and so that it came back um, two years ago. Okay. I remember playing it. Um I, I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was, but it's nothing to write home about. <laughs> I think it's plenty to write home about. <laughs> um, I mean, as far as, like, the gameplay goes, it was your average game. But yeah. as far as the story goes, it was a very well-written, hilarious game. <laughs> it's, it's super funny. Like one of my one of my favorite moments is when Wolverine is knocked out and you climb on top of him and you can choose to smack him or to wake him up and you can like smack him yeah. I swear to god a hundred times and every time you <laughs> smack him he has a new line that he says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like it's, yeah, it's it's a hilarious game. Uh the like but the actual gameplay <laughs> itself is I mean like you I, said I seriously think he says uh, one of the times when he smacks him he says and this is for sewing my mouth shut in the movie (laughs) (laughs) oh man Deadpool's one of my uh, favorites yeah no he's great at least in movie and game form I'm not so sure about comic form he's a little too crazy in comic books yeah, it could be, but I don't know. I read comics. So do I know. Yep. I, 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 can, I, can, feel, I can feel the uh, horde of angry Deadpool comic fans just rushing towards me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't read the comics? No. <laughs> Fight me. I actually don't. There's a lot of you. Please. <laughs> anyway. Um, my second bit of news is that the first stream for the Curse of Osiris DLC for Destiny 2 happened this past Wednesday. And I took notes, and I'm going to read them to you. 
So, here we go. There was a video package. Oh, before I start, um, some of this might be spoiler-ish for some of you. So if you don't want to listen, you can fast forward a little bit past this part. Can... And uh, But if not, <laughs> you've been warned now. Can you read it like a fairy tale? God. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I actually can't. <laughs> not to your satisfaction, sir. Man, every fairy tale starts out with once upon a time. <laughs> so, <clears throat> once upon a time, <laughs> yeah, so there was a video package of Osiris to start to start out the uh, start out the stream. It showed it showed it showed Osiris walking through the infinite forest as he was talking to his ghost named Sagira, and a fight breaks out between him him and him and the Vex. He ends up throwing he ends up throwing Sagira into a portal, and the package ends. Then they went and talked about some of the story themes for the DLC. They were mystery, adventure, planet hopping, digging into the lore of Osiris and the Vexmore. Both of those are very complicated things, so I'm not going to talk too much about that because we're not here for that. Um, but the story takes place a few months after the Red War ends, which, again, spoiler alert, we won. So there's that. <laughs> um, some of, it goes on to talk about some of the characters we'll meet. We'll meet Osiris, his ghost, his ghost Sagira, Ikora Ray, and Brother Vance. We already know who Ikora is. Brother Vance was a character in Destiny One who, who gave us the the ticket to get into the Trials of Osiris, in 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 Destiny One. They then go on to talk about some of the destinations we'll go to in the DLC. We're gonna go. We're gonna be going to Mercury, which is now transformed into a Vex machine world. The core of the planet is hollowed out, and now the Infinite Forest is there. Speaking of the Infinite Forest, that's another place we'll go to. It is a Vex reality engine. So they have designed the space to be different each time you go into it, but they said on stream that it's not procedurally generated, which is interesting to me. They've handcrafted each and every piece of, of it, so it'll do different things each time. But... The there are these pillars inside of the infinite forest. When Bungie refers to them as trees, because you know a forest guy has trees in it. So each tree of the forest can be used to go to a different time of Mercury. This is getting into some of the deeper side of the lore of the Vex, which has to do with deal with time travel and things like that. So basically, there's three different versions of Mercury. There's the past, present, and future Mercury, and the future Mercury is. Uh, what they call Dark Mercury. They showed off a screenshot of it, which is really cool. The, basically, the, the sun is gone, and only the Vex are surviving on the planet, so that's all you see, just a bunch of red lights everywhere. Terrifying. And one of the other locations we'll go to is the Lighthouse. The Lighthouse is returning from D1. It was a special space where Guardians who went flawless in the Trials of Osiris only got to go to. So now it's going to be used as a social space, so to speak. And there's they Deej walked around the lighthouse and showed off a few things. He showed off a big rune-looking thing, and there was a forge behind it. And the forge and the runes are connected. You, once you get some of those runes, the forge will activate, and you can 
forge special weapons that we'll get after the campaign of the Trials of Osiris DLC is over. Then they went on to show off Mercury in the present as a public space, and it's going to have all the fixings of current D2 public spaces. It's going to have lost sectors, public events, things of that nature. And they've created a new they have created a new public event just for the new the new area of Mercury. And they said it's the biggest one they've ever done in Destiny so far. I missed what the name of the event was called if they said it. I don't remember if they said it or not, but if they did, I missed the name. I apologize for that. Then they go on to talk about some of the new activities that we'll be doing in Destiny 2, in, or in the DLC, rather. We have the Heroic Strikes, which will be returning from Destiny 1, which is good. And they've also, they're also, they also talked about this, these things called Raid Layers. It's the new Raid activity. It's an add-on to the existing Raid. So basically, these are six-player activities with puzzles, encounters, and they're, we're going to be exploring more of the Leviathan ship because the ship itself is a world eater. It basically, you know, it eats worlds. It's a big ship. But there's also a new final boss fight at the end, and there'll be a prestige mode for the raid layers as well. And finally, the power level has been increased to 330. The max is 335 with mods, and and the max overall level has been increased from 20 to 25. So that was just the first of three streams. The next stream, the next two streams will be over the next few weeks. I covered those last week. So once those streams go live and are up and everything, I'll take notes on those and I'll come back to you guys with information on those as well. So <clears throat> first question, is this Trials of Osiris mm-hmm. free or is this going to be content you have to buy similar to like the House of Wolves? The this this Curse of Osiris DLC is and is the first expansion. So okay. you'll have to yeah, yeah. So you the will Trials have Osiris, to I don't even know if those are coming back. But yeah, okay. the Curse of Osiris is a big DLC in of itself. So yeah, you'll have to pay for it. There is another DLC coming that's later on though, but we'll we'll get there. This one's first, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I gotta give my two cents because that's what I do. Okay. <laughs> um yeah, of course. Well, the idea of time travel on Mercury sounds cool. Like, you have the darkness, you know, dark Mercury and light Mercury, whatever. Um, there's mm-hmm. a couple of huge flaws. One, if the sun goes out, everything's going to turn super cold. Like, you know, cold as it's ever been. So, unless these machines have the ability to withstand, like, minus 2 million Kelvin, like... It's not going to work. So I Mm -hmm. got to say flawed. Um, The second thing is that you go into the past. You can't like send out a transmission or a message saying, hey, shit's going to get real. Look for, you know, uh, this bad guy coming down. He's going to destroy the rings of Saturn, you know, or there's uh, darkness is coming or. (laughs) Yeah, it's all honestly, it's all really complicated stuff. That I'm not that qualified to talk about. You yeah. have to talk to buy for somebody like that. This is why. See, here's the problem. I would, I would, which, which I would love to do, honestly. This is why time travel added as a mechanic into a story that didn't have time travel is always a bad idea. Because you create well, it, well, paradoxes and things that don't work and... Um, other issues, like, because what are they going to do? Well, it's it's just like a pocket universe, so it's just on Mercury. You can't go outside the universe, because if you go outside, then you're in the present time. 
No, that's just dumb. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I honestly don't know how they're doing the whole thing. And again, like I said, I'm not that qualified to talk about the deeper side of the lore regarding the Vex and uh, the whole time travel thing that they have going on. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'd have to talk to Bife about all that, which, like I said, I would love to do at some point. It'd be really cool for me. Yeah. Who? <laughs> Uh, Bife, um, my name, my, my, my name is Bife. If you are interested in any of the lore regarding Destiny, in my opinion, he's one of the best to go to. He has a whole channel on YouTube just based around the lore of Destiny and things like that. Hmm. Hmm. So, hmm. I would, I, I, I would recommend that you check it out, or I can even show you some videos if you want. But, yeah, it, Bife is, Bife does good work. I don't in know. In my opinion, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, I understand that, but also they went and got rid of the original writer, and they scrapped, like, everything halfway through, so it's kind of like... I remember all that, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I remember all that. Yeah, like, I don't know, there's just not enough time to explain why there's not enough time to explain. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. I feel you. Yeah. So, let's so finish it up. One more, right? Yeah, let's finish it up on a... Yeah. High note. And that's that coming November 20th of this year, Sega is going to announce the new Valkyria Chronicles project. Oh, or nice. they're calling it Valkyria Project. Um, over on a Japanese website that, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll try and link to. They've slowly been uh, showing off these silhouettes for characters uh, on the screen. And it's supposed to come to a head on November 20th, in which they'll be announcing the new uh, Valkyria Project game. Um, being a fan of Valkyria Chronicles, um, I didn't play the newest one yet. I need to get on that. But <laughs> uh, being a fan, uh, I'm super excited about this. I can't wait. And you know for sure I'm going to, uh, I guess, bring this up next week. <laughs> Like, it's going to happen. Just be prepared. Because uh, I will uh, definitely bring it up. But uh, good news for people that like strategy it. RPGs or action RPGs like the last one. Yeah, I'm, I, I, don't, I don't play the Valkyria Chronicles series, nor have I ever played it. I have played a game in the series. So. That's probably going to get more people coming at you than the comic book people. <laughs> probably, probably, but I, I hear a lot of good things about it. Same goes for the post Persona series, which I've also never played. But again, like it's uh, one day, one day we'll good. we'll get you away from Destiny. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I'm all for I'm all for trying new things, man. And it it, it seems like something I'd be into. Mm -hmm. So just haven't actually sure. played it. So just pick it up. It's cheap. <laughs> maybe one day maybe one day my friend which one would you recommend that I try first well I would recommend you play the first one Valkyria Chronicles I mean even if you're not going to play it there is an anime that you should watch um, for Valkyria Chronicles okay so uh, okay. if you're not going to play it at least watch the show and then you'll get an idea. I mean, it's it's a fun game. 
Um, if you like strategy games like uh, XCOM, I mean, I would compare it to XCOM, but it, they're they're two separate games. They're they're different enough that uh, I think you could argue that I'm an idiot for making that comparison. <laughs> Um, it's it's like comparing XCOM to Fire Emblem, I guess. Uh, no, those are more comparable than <laughs> Valkyria okay. Chronicles. But yeah, because uh, Valkyria is more action oriented. Like it's it's more real time. Um, and from my understanding, XCOM isn't as real time. Like you move around. Uh, XCOM is turn based. There's a grid and all that. Yeah. Yeah, and and. Valkyria Chronicles kind of has a grid. It's more like a circle that you can move around in as long as you got energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it's it's really good though. But just if you like strategy games like that, um, Valkyria Chronicles is a is a great game to pick up for strategy lovers. Okay, sounds good to me. We'll have to I'll look into that at some mm-hmm. point. So on to our main topic for the episode which is grinding in games. This actually was something I found when looking through the joystick forums. I was looking uh-huh. through a few days ago and I found I found a uh, a post from one of the members of the community. And so thank you to Kyle Peters for giving me the idea to run with the topic. Mm-hmm. You're getting credit on here now, my guy. And we'll find some way to give you credit uh, once you actually post the episode as well. But again, thanks, Kyle, for the idea. So, uh, yeah, his comment got got me thinking. Says, uh, all these people bitching about Battlefront 2 hero grind clearly never grinded a Rainbow Six Siege operator. I'll get into that in a minute. But that, but my point being that that was the comment that got me thinking, like, oh, we could do that for an episode. So, yeah, grinding in games is going to be our discussion for this week. Thank you, Kyle, once again for. You know that kind of sounded like the beginning of a rap song. Did it? You know, like oh, all I... these people bitching about the grind and Battlefront too. Obviously, I can't rhyme, so don't sue me, you. Yeah. <laughs> that that Sorry. was a thing. That's going to be immortalized forever. <laughs> so it, it, it brings up a multitude of discussions we could possibly have. But, mm-hmm. you know, let, let's just touch a little bit on on the grind in games. So the, the, big, the, the big thing going on now, we're just going get, to get out of the way early so we can move on to other things. <laughs> um, the big thing now is cutting out the grind. Okay. Getting rid of it with microtransactions and things like that. Buying heroes in packs or, you know, whatever it may be. Instead of putting in the time to to get said hero or, you know, whatever it may be in the, in the situation we're talking about. Okay. It's, it, it's, it's sort of... It's sort of a double-edged sword because you were talking earlier about the Battlefront situation. You know, there are people who don't have the time to grind for 40 hours to unlock one character. Yep. When you can just buy them for, you know, 10 bucks or whatever the price is, uh, you know. And then there's those people like me, you know, who 
want to put in the grind because we have a little more time or really just because, you know, if, if you really enjoy the game, you're willing to put in the work for it. Right. Gives you a sense of accomplishment. Well, <clears throat> isn't it interesting that if we had the same conversation 10 years ago and we were talking about grinding in video games, we wouldn't be talking about buying a character or having a character um, or even having like items um, that I have to grind to get. It would be like, this was really hard. It took me forever. I grinded all day just to beat this one boss. Yeah, or, or, or not only that, though, just, you know, grinding to unlock characters in games, you know, playing through some sort of story mode or, you know, whatever, you know, and you beat said character or something in a fighting game. That's how you unlock that character. Yeah. Well, like, uh, we already mentioned it earlier, I grinded a Super Mario Odyssey to get all uh, 890 moons that I got. Yeah, grinding those moons, man. I was grinding faction tokens for the last like week <laughs> on yeah. Destiny for the for the uh, you know for the faction rally thing that was going. But on. But exactly, that's that's just what I'm saying. That's my point. Isn't it interesting that in just yeah. uh, one decade, games have changed that much that now when we're talking about the grinding games, it's more about unlocking. Uh, all the characters and and paying for all the characters versus like how tough it is or how difficult you know yeah. it's games are like they're becoming less difficult but taking longer to complete yeah and and you do have you do have those niche games that are still on the more difficult side that do take you on a bit of a journey through a learning curve and really punishing you like you know dark souls and bloodborne for example games like that those are those are i guess more of the old school <clears throat> style of grindy games you yeah. have to learn your own <laughs> attack patterns and all that other stuff mm -hmm. and once you do and once you learn and once you beat you know said boss whatever it may be that's where your satisfaction comes from yep yeah as a quick story i was playing bloodborne a few months ago and i was i got to the second boss of the game and I fought this dude, I want to say, at least 10, at least 10, 15 times. Uh, just going back and forth, trying different things. And get once getting, once getting to his final form, he'd always kill me. And it's just learning learning the map, learning the space you're in, mm -hmm. you know, all the other stuff. It, I had, I had maybe like one hit left and I was dead. And I managed to get a flurry of attacks in and kill them, and I was like, yes! I was so happy because, again, something you put that time into, and you finally accomplish it, and you get past that hurdle, that's gratifying. Yep. And I, th <laughs> I think people get the same gratification uh, paying for that. If they could pay for that, and they get that same gratification, I mean, the only mm -hmm. difference is that it doesn't stick with them as long. Like, you still get that same pleasure. Like, I did it. I completed this. Um, it just doesn't stay as long. You yeah, know what I mean? I, I'm not going to... Uh, yeah, I mean, in in my Do opinion, it. it doesn't. Like, <laughs> it, it also doesn't last that long. Pause. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it's, it's an interesting... Uh, 
thing that you brought up there about the the buying of whatever it is versus actually working towards it. Mm-hmm. There's di- like, like I said, there's different yeah. kinds of people that will do those things. But it, I was looking through images for for our for the for the show for this topic, and I saw a discuss I saw a question that said, you know, why do we grind in games? Which is again to me interesting. Right. So I'm posing the question to you. Um. Well, I mean, for one, it's a good question, and I think. Uh, each person would have a different answer um, to the question you ask. Um, But it probably has to do with a sense of accomplishment. Um, I mean, because most people, uh, just in their normal lives, like they work hard to get what they want, whether it's getting money or like a car, whatever, or, you know, having to save up, uh, for example, uh, you know, work <clears throat> dead end job to get money so you can get a car so that you can get a better job. Um, that's kind of the same thing we do with our video games. Um, with the way they're they're set to grind, where you um, have to get better slowly over time, and whether that's from buying characters or not, it kind of seems like that's that's what it is. It's for a sense of accomplishment. It's for a sense of man, look what I have. You know, look how good I am. Look, see what uh, I was able to do. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I I think that's kind of why. I don't know if if you have a different answer, or if you want to elaborate on that, but well, that's I, probably. I, I will say that I agree with you, and that's the big reason why we grind. And it's it's also a piggyback statement off of that. Uh, I personally. I grind for different things in addition to the sense of accomplishment. Pause. It's more so for the exclusive things. That... <laughs> yeah. It's more so for the exclusive things that you can get from, from grinding in these games. You know, if if there is a certain thing that I can get that will set me apart from everyone else and make me look different, you know, or make me play different or whatever it may be from the pack, then I'm going to go and I'm going to do it because... Look what I have, and look at what you don't have, or you know, just or 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 it's not so not as much of that though. It's more so a you know, look at me, look at look at the time that I put into this game, you know, look look at my look at my 280 level on Overwatch, or my friend who's now 302 or whatever, you know, look at my three gold mm-hmm. stars under my picture, whatever you know, I put this much time into the game, and this is how I'm going to present myself to you, and everyone else who sees me. Yeah. So it was more so for the exclusiveness of things. But I think there's also another uh, another thing that could be brought up here is that there's there's different kinds of grind in games. <laughs> Shut <I> up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You just uh Okay, yeah, different kinds of grinds. <laughs> this is just one big like. I'm I'm sorry, I can't I can't help it. The grind is a double entendre, meaning a couple different things. Okay. Yeah. We gotta be adults, professional, keep it together. 
<laughs> the whole point of the show. No, it's not. It's not the point of the show at all, actually. <laughs> Fully just lying to you. Yep. <laughs> no, but, you know, there's different kinds of grinding games. You know, you have the, the level grinding in RPGs, you know, where you're going, like, you know, Pokemon, for example. You're going through back, you're going back to lower area, low level areas to get your low level Pokemon up to, you know, a higher level or whatever it may be. You know, there's loot grinding in games like Borderlands and Destiny. And there may be others that I'm forgetting, but if you can help me with that. Maybe. Um, well, there's, there's the grind like in 2K where you have to play the game oh, yeah. and you have to keep making certain shots or certain maneuvers in the game to mm -hmm. uh, make your character better. Get them stinking badges. Yeah. That's definitely a grind. The grind is real for those things. Yeah. Christ. I've played <laughs> some game in a while. But, but no, it, it's... Uh, the grind is something that's always going to be there, in my opinion. It's not going anywhere. Well... It's not going anywhere if people can continue to make money off of it. You know, I mean, let's let's get real. Originally, games were difficult or they had a hard grind factor because of the arcades. And how right. did you mm -hmm. get people to spend money at arcades? Well, they put a quarter in and that, that got them a life or so many, three lives or whatever. So you made the game so hard that if they wanted to continue to beat it, bam, there's another quarter. Bam, there's another quarter because they weren't good enough or they would get beaten or whatever. So as long as people continue to pay money, like with Star Wars Battlefront 2, if people pay money for that, then they're not going to stop. You know, It's not like they said we've decided to get rid of people being able to pay for uh, these characters, period. They said, no, we're going to bring payments back. You, you know, be yeah. sure of that. We're bringing it back. Yeah, but I, I think I think what, what you're talking about there is a uh, is a, a different kind of grind. I, I, I thought you were going to go in the in the direction of something like something like uh, Dark Souls? Like a, akin to a, yeah, akin to a Dark Souls. Because, you know, in those kinds of games, or even in Destiny, really, you know, sorry to keep bringing up Destiny, but this is a current thing right now. Um, you know, you're not really, you're not really paying to get these things. You know, you're earning these things over the course of how you play the game. Even things like Borderlands, you know, you'll go fight a boss three, four times to try and get the best version of, of the of their weapon that, that they drop. You know, so. Uh, there is there is that side of it, uh, Ken. I will agree with you that there's the the money, the money grind. But if you're paying sixty bucks for a game and there's no extra, you know, no extra way to make money, and that's it. Right. But I mean Besides those. DLC. Yeah. I guess. Exactly. <laughs> um. I mean, every single one of those games that you mentioned has DLC that you can buy. Granted, they're not yeah. microtransactions, and they're not, you're not, like, making purchases to get better weapons as far as I'm aware. I could be wrong, but um, <clears throat> they do have a DLC in them, and so yes. they're a hard grind, but they still want you to pay more money for it. 
Yes, yes, <laughs> you know? they do. Like, I mean, their they whole do, their I whole stick is, we're super hard, uh, give us extra money for this new level. Yeah, I, I, I get that, I get that. Um, I, I guess maybe maybe I'm interpreting your statement wrong, which is entirely possible. Um, but I, I guess I was, I was thinking more so along the lines of loot boxes and getting rid of the grind versus a grind like like a Borderlands or a Dark Souls or things like that. That's more so what I was thinking about, where you're not paying the extra money to get this weapon right now, uh, you know, versus having to go and get it yourself. I guess that's what I was getting at. Right. <clears throat> and I can see that. Um, but for someone like me, when uh, I go through, usually with role-playing games, specifically we'll just bring up like Final Fantasy, like the originals, when I got okay, to a point yeah. where a boss was so hard and I had to go level up against like mini bosses and come back where I was stronger, that's usually where I quit. Like that's where I was like, right. this is boring, it's dumb, I'm done. So I guess it's hard for me to see that as a grind um, and more just an obstacle. You know, it's not like if it was a mountain, I'm like, oh, man, I got to keep climbing up this mountain. It's more like this mountain's going to take me like two days to climb up. No, thank you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but that's not where the market's going. Like, the market's not saying, uh, hey, we want hard games that will um, keep people entertained for hours. It's going towards, hey, we need games that will keep people entertained for days and that they'll be willing to pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, yeah the games now they they you know, want you, they want they want their game to be the only game that you play for X amount of time. Yeah. Or until the and, next one comes out. Yeah, and they whatever. want you to to pay for it too. So that's just the way the market's going. So, um, I guess I'm. Yeah. That's why that's why I'm bringing it up. I guess that's why that's why I'm heading in that direction, and that's why that's why I keep repeating. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, is because uh, that's that's just where it's going. Like we're we're past the day and age, honestly, where grinding is just trying to beat a really hard game, or just you know working really hard um, without getting a reward, essentially, um, without right. getting a loot. Or crate. or in this case, trying to unlock. Yeah, right, right. Or trying to unlock a character. Yeah. You know, by beating Shao Kahn on the ultimate cheese mode. Cheese <laughs> yeah. Boss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now it's like you need to beat Shao Kahn with all these different costumes and colors that look beautiful. Yeah. Um. I feel that. Yeah. So that's. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I did want to talk about the the Rainbow Six Siege thing because. <laughs> well. And that'll be the last. All of Ubisoft's on. online games have been that way. Even, uh, even what is it, For Honor? That game is just as bad as Rainbow Siege. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Personally, personally, I I hate it just because I don't play those games as much. 
and I would like to play with the new operators, but at the same, but at the same time, I'm refusing to buy to buy the you know mm-hmm. to spend the real money I'm... to buy the operators. Like I like I I want to I want to play with them in time, but I don't want to put in all of that time to unlock one because once I'm you, curious once you though. Unlock... Sorry, real mm-hmm. quick, what if like yeah. Destiny took that same model and did that? Give me an example. If you well, can. like, let's say, and maybe Overwatch is better, but let's say with Overwatch, you had to pick your character, and then you had to earn in-game currency to unlock whatever character you wanted to, and you had to grind to unlock those characters, or you could just pay for it and unlock uh, Mercy or anyone you else. Because that, that screams, yeah, that. That uh, <clears throat> that reeks of like of like a MOBA style of 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 a game to me, right? Um, in terms of how they handle the how they handle the, the content. Although uh, with most MOBAs I've seen, it's usually this character is free this day. Come back tomorrow and see yeah, what character is free, right, or you can buy this character and have them permanently. Yeah. So I, I think, but I this would be this would be I like want. you have to play two hundred games and then you have enough coinage to unlock this character because that's kind of how yeah, no, it doesn't sit right with me i don't know why like i, I it i it just it rubs it rubs me the wrong way okay it uh personally it does um and i guess i say this because i like i like being able to use everything um you know if, if i'm able to Right. At, at some point in time, and if somebody else has this character that maybe that you know is probably better than better than better than mine or is a counter to mine, and if I can't use them, that's sort of uh, and, and whether they put in if they put in what do they put in the time for that or bought it is irrelevant. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if you you know, everyone should. Uh, have an even playing field in that situation because I could only imagine if if you know you were playing as you were playing as as Farah and it's my and you were playing you were playing against a Farah in competitive for example in Overwatch and everybody on you on your on your team was you know hey do we have a soldier to counter the Farah and everybody goes no I don't have soldier well now we're screwed because we had a soldier and now we're screwed well, and we're gonna get wiped we'll have a harder time taking out the Pharah because no one bought the soldier or now we're screwed because we played Blizzard $60 for this game <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't and and the, the thing with Rainbow Six uh, situation is that each time you bought a character the price of the next character would go up so if if, if, I, if I turn on my Xbox right now and loaded up Siege I could tell you exactly how much the next character would cost me to get. I'm not going to do that because it'll take a little bit to ruin the show. <laughs> yeah. But it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of. It's mm-hmm. a lot of in-game currency. You can just buy it. Yeah. But at the same time, I just don't want to. So I'm kind of stuck playing with the, with the default heroes and not any of the new ones because, I didn't buy the DLC or I didn't you know do whatever. Or I didn't, you know, just things like that. So that grind is something that I'm not a fan of. We'll put it that way. Right. 
<sighs> I do appreciate the question, though. <laughs> it's a good question. Well, hashtag the grind is real, man. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that later. So, let's transition. I think we've talked about that for long enough. Right. Let's, uh, let's transition into our community segment. Community segment! We asked you guys if you had a collection of video game related items, or if there was a particular piece you were extra proud of. Got a few responses. One from Noah Pulley saying that he loves his Zelda Ocarina of Time mousepad. It's my favorite game of all time, and it gives me feels every time I look at it. Which, that's, that's something that that I imagine is, uh, was most people's, you know, first video game, depending, depending on how old you are. It's one of the ones you remember, you have the most fond memories of. So, I could definitely see why that mousepad definitely, you know, is, and it is a prized possession for him. Yeah. <clears throat> and I should have said this before, but I'm going to say it now because I'm going to put this name with Felix. Um... If I butcher your name, apologize. Just a human, not a robot. So, Drew Gishwind says, uh, well, he actually posted a picture of his collection, and it looks really, really dope. But he says that he's proud of his Hotline Miami Gamers Edition, and the picture he has is just a quarter of his collection. So, it, it looks really, really cool. If you haven't seen the comment in the, in the post, I suggest going to check it out, because it's really dope. And he goes on to say that this was before the standard price of games jumped to eighty dollars in, in and collector's editions at two hundred in Canada. So wow. yeah, that's that's, that's a even, lot of yeah, money. That's even more impressive. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't know if you saw it or not, but that's that's impressive. I didn't see it. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. And yeah, it, it's it's really cool. But anyway, thanks guys for answering the question for last week. I have a new question for you this week, which we will get to. I'll get there. Actually, you know what? No, we'll start with that. We'll we'll lead in we'll lead into what we're gonna do in a minute with this. So our new question of the week for this week is, what are you thankful for this year in gaming? And right now, we are going to tell you a few of the things that we are thankful for this year in gaming. Uh, Ken, why don't you go ahead and start? Alright. Well, I am thankful for EA. Because without them, we wouldn't know what true evil is. <laughs> true evil. True evil. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. I love it. So, I am thankful for Guerrilla Games. Guerrilla Games, you showed me that you can make a good game in Horizon Zero Dawn, and not something that I really never cared about before in Killzone. So thank you for making a game that I actually care about. Appreciate it. Yes. I'm also thankful for the Xbox One X. It's a 4K upgrade at a 4K price. Yeah. I, I, okay, so I, I know it's kind of joking, but I am really thankful for it. it. It looks really nice on my 4K TV. Like, I actually found out that my 4K TV has HDR before they call it HDR. Nice, there you go. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, I am 
also thankful for EA because you have shown me that you don't really care about Bioware. <laughs> Disappointing. I'm still crying over Andromeda and what that game could have been if you let them take them, take their time or put the A Studio on the game. Sorry. <laughs> That's just funny. You made me laugh. <laughs> so I am also thankful for the Nintendo Switch. It's a great blending of what a portable and a home console can do. And also, thanks to the Switch, coming in 2019, the Microsoft Shift and the PlayStation Swap. Lighthearted, lighthearted, and more serious one, I guess. So, I'm really thankful for all the games that have come out for this year because this has been one of the better years for gaming, in my opinion. Even though I didn't get to all the ones that I really, really wanted to, like Persona 5 and Near Automata, mm -hmm. um, or Near Automata, whatever. But those are games that I didn't get to this year. Automatalista. <laughs> It's been a really good year for gear, a really good year for games, and I'm so thankful that I am alive and well to witness all this greatness that is happening in front of my eyes. And I'm hoping that 2018 will be another year for great games, but we'll get into that later on, I'm sure. Yes, and I'll end my thankfulness with Microsoft for them canceling Scalebound. Because as I mentioned oh, no, last I episode, I have too many games. <laughs> I forgot about Scalebound. Here's my soul. I'm, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. I feel that. I feel that in my heart. <laughs> oh my god. So so yeah, we, we want to know. I, I know this is kind of jokey, and we did that. We did this, a similar thing last year, but I liked it so much that we were doing it again. <laughs> so, but 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 really, uh. And, you know, I want to thank you guys as well, again, the Joystick Entertainment community for welcoming us and supporting us through the rough patch that was the earlier part of, or the latter, I guess the latter part of this year, where we took a bit of a break, and now we've come back and we've been consistent again. It feels really good to be doing this again, and I just want to thank you guys and you, my co-host as well, Ken, for your support, you know keeping me sort of grounded when things got rough over the course of the past year. So thanks for having me. Yeah, man. You're welcome. Um, I'm thankful to just have something to do every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, every weekend we get together and talk games. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. Yeah. But no, uh, I'm thankful uh, to everyone at Joystick who uh, brought me on because I was the Lone Wolf, the crazy MacGuffin, the guy who hadn't heard about any of it uh, when I was brought on. And uh, it allows me to outlet my, uh, I guess, gaming conundrums in my head in a safe manner. <laughs> uh, yes, safe. Yeah, so, 
So definitely, uh, I'm thankful uh, to have you and and everything else we have going for us uh, right now. So I uh, I appreciate you and uh, thanks. Yeah, th- yeah, you're welcome, very welcome. And one last one last thing, just in a, in a combination, shout out to Noah and Jose for allowing me to bring you on as well. Right. So and I'm thankful that they agreed to be on an episode. Wink. <laughs> We'll get them on at some point, but I think uh, I think we're done with, with, with this with this one, yeah. Is yeah, I think right? so. And we're out of here. Thank you all so much for listening to episode twenty-two of the R and R Gaming Podcast. Once again, we are a part of the Joystick Entertainment Network. Uh, before we get out of here, Ken, tell them where to find you and the podcast. So you can find. Uh, me on Twitter at macrobov. That's M A C R O B O V. You can find uh, the podcast on Twitter at R N R Gaming Pod. That's R A N D R Gaming P O D. Of course, Joystick. You can find them at Joystick E N T. That's J O Y S T I K E N T. Um, we've also started our new cast box which is a mp3 um downloading service that you can get for itunes and for android and so that is uh we're putting our episodes out there and it's available there if you just want the podcast version and don't want the extra images for it um and that's just rnr gaming podcast you can also find us in the uh, games and hobbies section if you just look through there uh far enough down <laughs> but you can also find uh byron on twitter at ron 1417 that's capital b r o n 1417 you can find me on twitch streaming whenever i feel like it nowadays at twitch.tv slash ron underscore 1417 that's twitch.tv slash ron underscore or not ron b underscore ron 1417 so that has been our show for this week got a few more got a few more episodes left before we go on our holiday break and Ken we're gonna have another show next week I believe mm-hmm. if not next week then the week after that because it's Thanksgiving so we might do one next week if not then it'll be the week after <laughs> yeah it's still up in the air depending on if family comes down or not so uh, we'll definitely keep our people posted if we decide to not have an episode up. But if we do, come back next week because everyone could use a little more R&R.
Did you see the Rampage movie trailer? It stars The Rock. <laughs> Wait, The Rock 